bandcast. Uh, it's been a while since we've had a live bandcast from us, which is either a good or a bad thing. I hope it's a bad thing. Mostly most my you. fault. I was on vacation. Jank was uh, visiting his niece for the first time. As you know, he's an uncle. So again, congratulations on that, Jank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've Can never I just heard, say something really I've quick? I've never heard anyone say, oh, yeah, to I'm, be I'm oh, yeah. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> Can I just say something really quick? There was um, a funny instance for me at the airport when I was flying back from Seattle. You know how my name spells the C? Oh, yeah. yeah. And everybody <laughs> oh, yeah. butchers the shit out of my name, which oh, is yeah. fine, which is fine. So the uh, lady at the gate, she's like, Can I get a sink? And then she paused, and then she said, Chank? And then I was like, okay. And then she was brave enough to try a third time to say my name, and she said, Chunk. <laughs> oh, God. Please come to the gate. And this is the first time in my life where I've heard people laugh at the airport at the gate after somebody got their name announced. I stood back. I actually didn't go up to the gate right away. I was like, fuck that. Everybody's laughing. Everyone's going to know it's me. And I'm the only one left for for me to go up. I waited a good fucking five minutes before I went up there. Anyway. Well, well, it's been a while since you've really been a chunk of good. But I'm, <laughs> I'm sure those days chunk. will come back oh, soon. And I went up to her. I was like, you know, you didn't have to do the third third attempt. You know, you were brave and you did it anyway. But, you know... <laughs> I was like, it wasn't necessary. Uh, anyway, too bad. That's my. That's that's a that's, that's a good a funny story. moment. And, yeah. and 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 another story. So uh, just before the game tonight, I was on our Twitter and I was going to the game. And I was just looking at it, and there was this really nice guy who just said, "I'm giving. I I'd like to give two of my tickets away tonight to someone who hasn't been to a game." So naturally. Uh, people were replying right away. I replied to the guy just saying, you know, wow, this is great. It's good to see Flames fans doing this kind of thing. Uh, my hat's off to you, sir. Uh, I'm really, you make us all proud to Shout be Flames to fans. Yeah, yeah, it's really awesome. That's awesome. But then there was this, this girl who replied and said, I've never been to a Flames game before. Please, 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 please pick me. Literally a minute later, another guy on Twitter found a picture of her that she posted saying, my first Flames game. And it was the Ducks playoff game in April of 2017. <laughs> <What> <laughs> Anyhow, needless to say, I commented after that saying, oh, savage. But needless to say, she blocked she both blocked of us, us rapidly. And uh, wow, it was really funny. So I'm not sure. If you, you can go and check our Twitter timeline. Uh, it happened at about November 6th. Uh, today's the 7th, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but November 7th. We're not here to uh, shame anybody, but fuck, that's low. <laughs> five five o'clock mountain time. That's really messed up, especially <laughs> since your first game was in April. <laughs> and the other guy had said, like, you know, my kids had never been to the game, uh, and I've never been. You know, it would be sweet. Probably someone who, you know, legitimately struggles to go to a game and would really love to go. Uh, and then there's people like this. Yeah, which is that that yeah. A bit upsetting, but the good moral of the story is that we have Flames fans who are generous, magnanimous, you know, charitable people who just say, "Hey, I really want someone to experience a Flames game that hasn't been able to experience it or can't experience it on their own. I want to give them an experience." I think that's you know absolutely what? Maybe, fantastic. Maybe, maybe we can look at doing that if if we get a little more popular here. Maybe we can yeah hook, hook some people up because sometimes I do get tickets and. And I can't go to every game. I definitely I think that's something we could do, you know, yeah. later on. But I, I just want to point out that that's that's really good that we already have people doing that in our community. And you know, the tickets did end up going to the right person, the person with the kids. So thank you, was, social media really justice warrior, that. whoever that was, found her picture. <laughs> yeah, you're awesome. <laughs> no, both all of those people were awesome. But I mean, it, the guy who found it was quick. But I don't think. Not to take anything away from this guy, but apparently it was her first picture she posted on Twitter. So how? Like, how the, or you the, found sorry, that the most recent picture oh she God. posted. She <laughs> fucked up. I've never been to actually. Her. You know what? And I think it happened again when you pointed it out because we both access our Twitter account. Sometimes I'll put C, sometimes I'll put T when we try to identify who's making the tweets. But I think it happened again. There was another guy that was offering tickets, like literally two minutes or three minutes after that. Yeah, well maybe. And then she it. tried again. Because I went on my personal really? Twitter account 
And I went to go check this out because she obviously doesn't block my other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, she's fucking answering again. <laughs> and somebody else just called her out. He's like, didn't you just try this? <laughs> so you should definitely, you Maybe can check, check out the out. original thread on our Twitter or you can check it out. That's unreal. Um, it happened between like 5 and 5.15 Mountain Time. November seventh. <laughs> okay, <man. laughs> I just I'm just saying. Yeah, we're not here to shame anyone, if, but no. God but damn. I mean that kind of thing, like especially when there's kids involved. Like it's really nice to see a kid going to the game and really enjoying it. And you know, I know both you and I are are really lucky in the amount of games that we get to go to, and the we fact are. that if we want to go to a game, we can afford to do that. We are, so we, we are, are we are lucky in that sense, and. I just really like seeing people who, you know, their eyes light up when they go to a game. No matter what happens with the Flames, it's it's win or lose. It's, it's just nice to see that happen and people, you know, recognizing that and that they're fortunate enough to have these tickets or season tickets that they're willing to give away to people who are really, really deserving of them. And, Absolutely. Uh, no, and I congrats think that's a to good that. Thing. Hats off to that guy. I'm really, that's I'm awesome. really proud to be a Flames fan today because of that. And it, it's, you know, it's. It's been a while since I've been proud to be a Flames <laughs> fan. Hey, so, we're not doing that bad. We had a we had a three game winning streak till tonight. We did, and, and you know, to bring up our predictions, which I was thinking about on the on the walk home from the game. I was at the game tonight, the Vancouver game. I was like, well, it's kind of cheap that we only predict the points, but Whatever, we, we take the wins that we yeah. can get. So sadly. I was right with six points. You you picked five, so picked you were five. one off. I'm glad but I was But I wrong. wish we were both wrong and that we got eight, but we Absolutely. didn't. Um, so I mean, let's quickly go and over I, that I know we didn't want. we didn't say those ones on the podcast, but we did post them on Twitter, so you can go back and see. It will say what what both of us picked. Yeah, so showing how ahead. incorrect we are uh, in a in a in a bad way. Um, so yes, the Flames beat the Capitals two one. Then the Flames beat the Penguins two one. Flames beat the Devils four uh, five four, and then unfortunately we lost tonight five three. Total injustice in my opinion. But uh, just kind of like a quick recap of the last three games before we go to tonight's. Uh, thought we played really well uh, against the Capitals, the Penguins. The Devils game was real hit or miss. I think we finally saw the human side of Mike Smith. Um, he was, I wouldn't say he was, I wouldn't say he was bad. I just think he was average. He was, he was letting in goals that normally goalies, goalies let in and he wasn't doing the spectacular saves in the uh, Devils game. I I don't think you want to say average. He was slightly above Elliot level. Well, yeah. Is Elliot average? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if you ask uh, a Flyers fan right now, I think they're going to be like, no. You take it. Um, But he was. Or what Swiss team do we have to ask about Hiller? (laughs) I don't even know. Does Hiller even stand? Lint. Um, But he was extraordinary against the Capitals and the Penguins. Um, Yeah. Extraordinary. Um, You know, one thing I've noticed from those games, and you can pick up on this because I think it's obvious, watching Mike Smith from the Capitals game, even up to the Vancouver's game, it's like watching the goalie, it's like watching your friends play a game of NHL, whatever, 18, 17, 16, (laughs) and you know how the goalie always passes it? That's Mike Smith. He literally, he's waiting to play the puck no matter what. I remember a specific instance in the Devils game where he threw the puck into the skate of a Devils player, and luckily the ref had blown it down because he just, like, threw it out. I I literally think he was thinking, I can get it between this guy's legs to our player. I can just huck it through him, and uh, we'll be on a break. And it didn't turn out that way, but luckily the ref had blown it down because some of his plays... And you look at the game tonight, the 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 fourth Vancouver goal, he really should have gone on that one. Yeah. He should have skated out and just gone for it. But uh, he went out, came back, and then, you know, it was in his head. He was kind of out of position. It's really hard for me to assign any blame to Mike Smith. But, you know, and, and, and I've been – maybe I've been a little bit critical of Brody, but – He's a player where I really see, like, wow, there are some serious flashes of brilliance, but then the next play he does is absolutely dumb. It's just it's just completely you – know, I cannot believe that that player just made that kind of feint or that deke or that, that even spinorama and then all of a sudden gave the puck away so cheaply. Like, he's a, he's a very talented player, but not – playing that way all the time there there are times where he does lack concentration and i think his game could benefit from a little more consistency 
um, because you're right. He does show this unreal talent, and then he'll do this weird giveaway or, or, or just totally misjudge the puck on the boards or something like that and just not even position himself properly on the post when a guy's behind our net. I've seen that happen with him a few times. There were a few games last year. Actually, I remember the game against Florida when Yager was on uh, Florida. Yager owned him this one game. And I remember just looking at Brody and being like, man, you are so much better than this. Like, why are you? Mm-hmm. I, I think he's just, you know, he's, I think he's awesome. I, I wouldn't go as to say that, you know, his mistakes or anything like that are, are ridiculous, but he does lack that consistency. I'm not going to be as harsh. Uh, but we do we do need more uh, from him on a on a more consistent basis. I mean, what I'm saying about Brody is, at wow, at times you absolutely dazzle, and then you absolutely disappoint. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but that. he's he he some of his plays are bloody brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like I I watched tonight, he had a, a shoulder faint on a Vancouver guy and gained the zone, and I was like, that is the exactly kind of penetration that we need. And then immediately after, he gave away the puck. And it's just, it's so frustrating to watch that a, a player that talented is so hit and miss. And Do you I mean, like that? But they, he's now paired with Stone that started last game. And now he's, I thought they've been playing together great as a tandem because. Um, I agree. It's I actually agree. a great balance of stay at home with a guy that can go up front and just bomb yeah. up the, up no, the I, ice. I agree. And I, I mean, you know, we've talked about juggling lines a lot, but I, I do like Brody and Stone. And it just seems like the two never missed a beat since that uh, Hamannick injury. Yeah. But uh, just to bring it up now, during the second intermission, I don't know what it was, but they had Hamannick interviewed on on the um, the TV while you're sitting there watching, waiting for the Zamboni to finish. <laughs> Great. And by the way, I've completely given up on getting ice cream at the Dome. Like, it's just a fucking fiasco. Or going fiasco. to the bathroom? Nah, no, nah, I, I could take a piss tonight because I was in the press level, right? <laughs> press totally. level is fine. Yeah, press level is easy. Yeah, I but love if it you're there. in the lower concourse, yeah, you're, you're, you're shit out of luck. <laughs> like, it's over. But the ice cream is just no no chance. Well, just you got to go down the stairs. Oh, you go the down the stairs. Yeah. I've just given up completely on ice cream. Those, those you know, just are, after the game, I just phone Dairy Queen be like, can you stay open for another <laughs> 10 minutes? Just please. Those are those are really steep stairs too, man. Yeah. Especially when you have a few in you, you're not liking life. There was down a those guy stairs. tonight, like hugging his girlfriend on the stairs, and they were drunk and they were kind of <laughs> falling down, and you're trying to walk down. It's just like getting in the way of your ice cream, you know. Anyhow. I don't mind seeing that in a losing game, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the Hamannick thing. I think it was Ryan Leslie was interviewing him, and he's in the uh, he's in the press box. He's hurt, right? And he's got his dress shirt on, his tie on, his poppy on. And then he's wearing a toque, like just some kind of snowboarder, you know, like I just smoke 18 joints toque. And he looks like a meth addict, like his face. And he's just kind of mumbling into the microphone. Hey like, man, he's a family boy, man. Don't, don't make fun of him. He looked like a meth, like just don't wear the toque, man. You'd be <laughs> fine. But the toque, it's like I'm just seeing Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad all over again here. I'm just like, <laughs> bitch. That's just... It's all it is. <laughs> and I'm like, you can't wear it. Come on. And then, you know, the guy I was with at the game was like, well, he's hockey players. I'm like, yeah, he's hockey players. But these hockey players have PR guys. I mean, if you're making, you know, three plus million a year, you have a PR well, person. Well, agents don't stop at negotiating your contract. Agents also I, I, take care uh, come of like, on. Like, other aspects. Buddy, right? Travis, Travis, <laughs> you, you look good in the tie and the, in the, in the shirt. But the toque, son. Somehow, As I say, give your head a shake. Just call him son. <laughs> what it's was like the his same age, age as him? you? No, I'm older than him for sure. <laughs> Definitely like, older. Fashion tips from, from only Yager is older than me. Yeah, I guess only Yager. Probably true. Anyhow, my aside from that, kids don't do meth or any kind of drugs. But absolutely uh, not. You know, from looking at the Caps game, as we were saying, and we got distracted about the. The Hamannick thing. Um, the team, when Smith has those games, we really needed to get fired up behind him. And the Devils game was that. Yeah. You know, the Caps game, he didn't play. He played really well, and we didn't play well. We squeaked out the win. And then, you know what? Smith didn't play well in the Devils game. We, we squeaked out the win. Smith didn't play well tonight. We didn't win. But... Uh, 
Yeah, Markstrom played well. Markstrom played incredible. We we should have been at least up four goals in that second period. Yeah, those shots. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but it was like it was it was domination by our. And I I don't know. Did you did you see the first period goal? I missed the, the first. I missed goal? it. Was I, it I watched the highlights of the first period because I missed it. But the second period and the third period I watched. Um, because I was on the I was on the phone to Darshan because it was the Vancouver game and was like, oh, nice. hey man, I'm at the game and <laughs> we were complaining about that goal being disallowed. He's like, yeah, it looked off. Well, I didn't, I didn't actually see that. They didn't put that in the package, but I'll check it out again, I guess. But I mean, knowing how the rest have been with us lately, and I know you hate yeah. this, but I'm being dead serious. And I, I challenged someone to, to basically disagree with me here, but the rest have been absolute fucking shit with us lately. <laughs> absolute shit. That Capitals game, I remember Brody got completely interfered with. No call. I remember in the Penguins game, I think it was oh, like and you Smith got like fucking hacked after he was like covering the puck. No fucking call. And uh, tonight. And tonight there was a too many fucking men on the ice. Yeah. We were trying to push for and the like, There was a blatant holding goal. call. Like the guy was holding yeah. on to the stick. He, he literally is pulling his stick away, and the Vancouver players got it in him. How is that not? NHL, we don't have Weidman anymore. <laughs> Leave us the fuck alone. Where Let is, us play our fucking sport. There is a, we, we're going to have a segment in about 20 minutes. Where is Dennis Weidman? And we're going to call those people. I don't know, man. That th- those people in the news now. You know, who are he those investigative be firms that, that that sex offender called? Black Cube. Black Cube and something else. This all happened today. Like Harvey Weinstein. He, he got fucking... Um, what a fucking prick this he guy got, is. Uh, he got private investigators to follow the women that he'd sexually assaulted Fuck to off. make sure what they, were, they weren't going to say. Like, this is the kind of world we live in now. That's so messed that guy's up. A but we should call them prick. to find out where Weidman is and what he's doing. Well, yeah. I mean, like, He's I probably don't know. in the NHLPA the office. N- the NHL knows something here because, like, whatever they're doing, these last four games, I don't normally complain about the refs either, man, but these last four games have been absolute fucking junk from the referees. Yeah, they haven't been good. And I think in the Devils game, I can't remember some of them, but, like, I remember I was watching my brother and we're going, like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I remember a stick got broken we didn't get called for it. Even today, I think uh, I think it was Verstig's stick that got yeah. broken when we were on the power play. Just because we're on the power play – doesn't mean you can give him a fucking pass to break our stick again. That's still a penalty. I don't give a shit what it is. Well, that, you know, those blatant calls that we're not getting. And then you watch that stone penalty in our game. It's like, what is the actual call? And he's actually talking to the Vancouver player. And the Vancouver yeah. player is like, hey, buddy, I didn't make the call. Like, it's not my fault. Well, I mean, we both know that's not a penalty. But didn't, didn't Johnny get like high stick, like almost like batted in his face, like the side of his head against the Devils game. Like, they didn't fucking call that. Yeah. This shit's blatant, man. I don't want to say wake up, NHL. I don't want to do the Ronick thing again here. <laughs> but NHL, wake up. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Seriously, let him play hockey. What is it that you say? Off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, but overall, last four games have been great. Three and one, um, I'll take it. Yeah, you know um, what? It'd be nice if we can finish out this homestand with two more wins. That'd like, be just awesome. Let this be the blip in the road. Maybe give Eddie Lack a start because Smith is. Yeah, give him give him a break here. No, Smith isn't twenty three. Yeah, and I mean he he also looked. I think it was in the second period. He made that crazy save with his left pad. Yeah, and then he got up really slow after that. I yeah, was like, there uh, were a couple times where he was in the net <laughs> and he was kind of getting up slow, but. You know, but I don't blame the him. good he's, thing. He's the good thing. What we older. notice about this is that every single game we're talking about Smith. So he's he's clearly involved in the play. He's definitely been our best player so far. That's that's unquestionable. But let's give some guess, let's give some credit to the guys in the second period today or in the game in general. We, we did have offense. We just yeah. couldn't fucking solve Markstrom. And I know. Yeah, that's definitely true. But watching all these games so far, you know, I th- I really think. Goudreau, Goudreau is a, a cut above. Like he is, he is, he is our best player. He's when he's on down. the ice, he's dangerous. Like the way he distributes the puck, and you know, I know I may have said some things about Monahan, but Monahan's been putting away those chances that Goudreau's been giving him lately, and that's 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 impressive. Like if they can if they can keep that going, and they've that first line has really been 
shouldering a lot of the load for the Flames because we haven't had that 3M line contributing as much as they did last year. And Jesus Christ, our, our third and fourth lines, like, come on, Junk. boys. Junk. Somebody. They're not... Ah, well, yeah. they, they, I mean, okay. What's junk one? Is what's harsh. one level above junk? Like recycling, <laughs> paper, or aluminum recycling? What the fuck, man! <laughs> recycling line. <laughs> no, I like Jesus. the plug for the environment every okay, now. Okay, well, I guess. Oh, uh, how about this? Line three is not performing like a line three that we should be expecting. See, of. but the thing I'm is with those line, like I really think Gulletson tried to fire up that line tonight. They started. They played a lot. Okay, you know what? That's a good point. I'll, I'm going to give him credit here because, well, where's not, the credit? Not too much though, credit. Not they too didn't, much credit. They didn't. They didn't take that chance. But the he, coach is giving them faith. But he's trying to change it. Yeah, but right? I mean, when the coach, the coach is blatantly saying, you know what, Yager's back. I've demoted Stajan, Jankowski, awesome, and Bennett. By the way. Yeah. Here, here you go, boys. Like yeah, you're playing your with a bona fide NHL superstar, one of the greatest players to ever play our game. And he's on your line tonight. Uh, you know, show me what you can do. And holy shit, did Bennett ever f- fall flat? And, I mean, Jankowski was okay. And particularly tonight, there was, in the first period, Yager made this really neat uh, drop pass to the front of the net to Jankowski. And Jankowski was just not expecting or anticipating no. that kind of play. He was shocked that the puck came there and it was like, you know, if you're playing with a guy of this caliber, you got to be ready for anything. And the puck mm-hmm. was on his stick, and it's like, wow, he's right in the slot. Should at least be a shot on goal, but he just wasn't. He wasn't expecting it. And I mean, no, not taking away from the guy at all. He's just he's come up from the AHL. You know, he's given his chance, and we should continue to give him a chance. The things are going to come, and I really like the fact that they got an opportunity tonight. And granted, you know, it didn't all come off, but. Uh, Honestly, the lease should be a lot shorter on Sam Bennett than it should be on him. Yeah, so I agree. Um, the reason why I was saying I'm going to give Gulson credit here, like I'm still not a big fan of him right now, um, but he is providing the opportunity now. He's demoting guys that are not performing, except Brower. <laughs> Let's just get that out there <laughs> before I go on my Brower rant, which is almost every podcast so far. But you're right. He put him with Yager. I'm going to talk about Bennett right now, but Bennett's with, paired with Yager and Jankowski. Jankowski was the result of hard work and performance in the HL and why he got called up. All good. You're rewarding a guy for performance, great. But you do have to keep him here for a long time to give him that chance. He can't just we're – not, we're not going to get a guy that's going to get us like 20 points in his first 20 games. You need to give him like 20, 30, 40 games, get this guy used to NHL level. Because as much as, and some people may not agree, but in the HL, I feel like he got capped out there. Like he had such a great start this year. Um, he was doing well kind of at the end of the last year. You know, you don't want to keep a guy too long in the A, and then he's used to just a certain level of competition. Right. He gets a you, bit complacent. You, now you, exactly. You bring him out to NHL now, okay. And all the fans were lobbying for this guy to get called up on social media for, for weeks. When he was killing in the A, everybody was like, bring up Jankowski, bring up Jankowski. Okay, he's here, but please, like I, I'm begging this organization, keep, give this guy time. He's only on the third line anyway. It's not like he's going to fucking you know, ruin the team chemistry and like destroy our offense here. Like He's not getting great, great minutes right now. And, and fair enough, he's not supposed to because he's on the third line. Um, give him time. Now on to Bennett. I don't know what the fuck this guy's deal is. This year, he's been playing with this weird chip on his shoulder. He took a ton of penalties early uh, this season. He hasn't been developing his uh, his, his skill set. It, it feels like his game has actually went down. And he's become this overly aggressive, but nothing. he adds nothing to the offense right now. And he made this one pass in the third period when we had their extra man on the ice, when I think they put Yager on, they had Bennett on, Jankowski. Actually, sorry, it was slightly before we pulled the goalie. He had this wide-open fucking pass to the point, and I think it was to Brody, and he missed him completely. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was tonight, and I, yeah. And I'm just and it, like, it just what? went past the blue line yeah, and out. And, and I'm like, this is not the Bennett that I saw when we first brought him up. This isn't the Bennett that we saw from last season. Even though he wasn't that great last season, but sure, shit, better than this season. So, so, so I think 
We scratch the sky for a couple games, get his head a shake. So in in your in your opinion, I'm thinking there's three players that that are relevant to this question. How far does your patience extend for Sam Bennett, for Curtis Lazar, and for Mark Jankowski? I'm gonna give Jankowski the most patience because he's this is his first real chance in NHL. Lazar I'd say number two, just because I think he got screwed. But, but how, in how how long? Well, I'm gonna give. I would love to give Jankowski basically the rest of the season. Yeah, I agree. Um, with that. Lazar, I want to give him like maybe another 15 games, 20 games, because he had his chance in NHL. Now he might have got kind of screwed in Ottawa. I think he got screwed a little bit there. But uh, as a professional, you have to fucking move on, grow up, grab your balls, and start playing again. I'd almost give Lazar. The season two, yeah, okay. But and Bennett, but, you know, but Bennett, Bennett I'm I'd feeling, scratch him next game. I'm, I'm feeling Bennett. New Year's, New Year's, man, something's got to turn around. Well, I, I would scratch him now and send him a message right now and say, hey, you know, it's it's what? How many games are we in now? Fifteen or whatever? Because there was that rumor. He hasn't done anything. There was that rumor Bennett for Galchenyuk, right? And I know he's Montreal's whipping boy too. Nobody likes him in Montreal. He's on the fourth line. Maybe both these guys need a change of scenery, and it could be. I don't think that trade right now is very popular. Personally, if I was asked, you pull the trigger on that trade today, I'd say no. I still think there's more upside with Bennett. He just Absolutely. needs to be managed a little bit better right now. But I mean, I don't think it's necessarily management's fault. Those penalties, the play, that pass. No, it's not. It's he's not the coaching. Given, he's given the opportunity. No, it's not coach's fault. I, what I'm saying is they need to start managing him now, micromanaging, as in scratching for a couple games. Yeah, send maybe him a message, like be that. like, listen, like you're capable. You're being you got scratched the skill. for staging, and yeah. Brower still We're, playing ahead yeah. of you. I need a Brower. fucking drink for that one. <laughs> <sighs> you know what? Brower Brower. hasn't played terribly Fuck lately. Fuck off. And this, in fairness, this. this <laughs> this this shit's happening lately on social media too. Oh, he's playing better. He's play. He's got two points. It's been f- how many? Fifteen games. He's got two points. Four and a half million. Fuck that. I don't care if he puts in good ten minutes in one game. Fuck that, man. No, I, I'm. I'm uh, so it's a good upset eleven and a half minutes. Thank you. Yeah, good. <laughs> I I don't care. I I was looking, dude. I will always give a Flames player credit if they play well and if they play well in a game, whatever. But Troy Brower cannot fucking justify his existence on this team if he only puts in, on average, three minutes a game. That's a productive shift. And by productive, everybody's lowered the bar to this guy to the point where it's like if he wins a board battle and it's like, oh, Brower's playing okay. No, it's not fucking okay. He's got two points. You know Derek Dorsett has nine? I know that now, sadly. Vancouver is the only team in the NHL that can make a fucking hack like this guy get nine fucking points in 15 games, and we have a guy that's paid four and a half million who's got two fucking points in 15 Let's games. Let's not forget Vancouver still has Louis Erickson. I, you know what? Okay. Who's I'm also gonna injured. Give, sure, but I'm going to give Vancouver some slight – I hate Vancouver, but I'm going to give them slight credit here. Everybody wrote these guys off, and you know what? They're doing pretty good. And I think it's because they just came into the season with no pressure. They're just playing their game, whatever. But no. Derek fucking Dorsett has got fucking nine points. That needs to be a lesson to guys on our team who are underperforming. I don't want Troy Brower in this fucking lineup anymore until he gets his shit together. I don't want him to have 15 points. I want him to have like at least five or six points, gets on the penalty kill, adds some value in the power play, like, this is frustrating the shit out of me right now. I would rather have Stajan on the fucking lineup than this guy. It's driving me crazy. Put this clown on waivers if he doesn't pick it up anymore. 15 fucking games, and we haven't seen anything from this guy. Is it fair? Is it right for you as a fan to look at a guy like that who's paid big bucks like that and then all of a sudden feel like it's getting slightly well, justified when he's winning a board battle now? When let's he not be doing think that about it in terms of dollars. Let's think about it actually in terms of is this guy, you know, cutting is he the top twelve is he a top twelve forward in the Flames organization? And right now I think yes. But I I mean, but that's four lines worth of players. That's right, but he still should be playing for the Flames. 
There's no one on the Stockton Heat or, you know, a healthy scratch that can usurp Bauer right now. Okay, so I can I can name so for Stajan, he got scratched. I mean, he's been playing not great this year. He's consistent but consistently Bauer's bad. a right winger where we're okay, perennially so weak and perennially we don't have the unfortunately, depth. Unfortunately, but Hathaway, for example, is a great replacement for Stajan. Hathaway's got the grit, he's got the energy. He's he's a he's a guy that he's not afraid to get dirty. Mm-hmm. He'll do the penalty kill. He'll do all that stuff. That's a great replacement for Stajan. In terms of Brower, I just don't know. Like, what are you trying to replace here? Because the guy actually plays on the first. Well, not today, but he has been occasionally put on the first power play line with Goudreau with Monahan, and. It's like, okay, you're giving this guy almost first-line minutes on the power play. Well, he kills penalties, too. He does kill penalties. So, yeah, maybe there isn't a guy in the A right now that can totally replace that complete well, role. That, that's the problem. But don't you, don't you think that we should just evolve the role instead and just bring up a guy that's got a lot more offense for this guy and then give you know, a guy like Hathaway, for example, more minutes in the penalty kill? On the second line of the penalty kill? I mean, I mean, you can do whatever you want, but I'm really tired of seeing the Flames try to convert these players from center to wing or any other position that's not their natural position to play that because it's convenient. It, it is hard. It, it, Let's I mean, have these right wingers actually do their goddamn job. And I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm really, I'm not definitely against Brower as you are, like, but I think... Bottom line, if I'm taking my 12 forwards for any given game, he's he's in there right now, the way he's been playing. And uh, <laughs> I see you putting your hands in your face over there. It's like it's like wrestling. It's like wrestling the solar system. I can't win this. Right it's now. just it's just it's it's like the lesser of two evils. You know, you don't have a choice. I mean, I know we but don't we do. want we don't want maybe we don't want that for our team. And at 4.5 million, we're expecting more. We're not getting more, but we're getting we're getting an 11th or 12th guy, who is who 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 cannot be outplaced. It's just not right as fans to lower the bar on some of the expectations of these players. But I mean, let's, okay, let's say you bench. bring in like a Poirier or a. Well, Poirier is Mangiapane. Is that how you say shitty. his name? Mangiapane, Mangiapane has been playing great this season so far, but he's a completely different player. Exactly. These guys have different roles, like a Poirier, a Mangiapane. You know, these guys aren't going to come in and, and do a fourth line job for you. Brower's versatility means just that. That's why you see well, him playing yeah, the power play. The That's why you see him the playing ice. the power the play. Thing, All right, the penalty kill, the power play. Five on five minutes, you know, in a pinch, he can move up to that. Fr- I, I mean, I'm not his number one fan by a long shot, but the guy's versatility has you're, kept you're him being, in the team. You're being a devil's advocate, and I appreciate that, but I have to, I have to just interject and say this is all incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. Yeah, okay, yeah. Donald. Oh, yeah. It's fake news. Wrong. <laughs> that's sad. Troy Brower, please. Play, Save me from my from my insanity here when I watch you play every fucking game that I watch. I, I can't I can't stand this lack of effort that you put in to this organization, to this team. And I'm surprised that guys are not even fucking like going up to you and be like, I'm not passing the puck to you anymore. Because you can't do anything with it. Why can't you control the puck? Why can't you win board battles more often, more consistently? Well, Why it would you help park if we actually passed it. To well, our team sticks. Yeah, okay. But why aren't you parking your ass in front of the net and actually doing something with it? Don't just park it there for the sake of parking it there. Park it there so that you can do a deflection off a shot. But isn't that coaching? If he's not doing that, shouldn't the coach be like, no, hey, but he's putting Troy, himself- you know what, son? You should go to the front of the net and park your ass there, as Jenk says. Like, I listened to his podcast, and he's right. You know, you should go to the <laughs> yeah. front of the net and then – on the off chance that we actually shoot the puck and it hits the net, you might get a rebound or you might get a tip. If the staff is listening to our podcast for tips, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> we are so fucked. But, uh, okay, you know, I, I remember I, actually tonight there were points where I was like, somebody has to skate to the front of the net to get into that spot just to, like, A, cause Vancouver pressure, B, give Markstrom a bit of a headache and see if we actually shoot it, they're there. 
and they can try I, and get a puck on it or a stick on it. There's some certain elements of meat and potatoes hockey that everybody should still adhere to. You know, and Getting I mean, in front of the net is a simple thing, but it's fucking effective if you do it right. Not to not to like recall our glory year of 2004, but when we made that cup run, we just did the simple things. Yep. We did not have a team full of superstars, but we had a team full of players who were going to do their job 189% every night. And it was a different game, in fairness, but we still did the, r- but, the I mean, simple things right. So what if it's a different game? If you do your job, you're going to do well. Well, yeah, my point is... If you win those battles, if you win more 50-50 yeah, battles than the other team... My point is, depend, it doesn't matter on the game. If you do the simple things right... You will get more. You will get results more often than not. It's just it. You know, it goes back to that point where we really need to rally behind the way Smith has played for us, and we need to bail him out at times to be like, you know what, you you really saved us last game. We owe you one. And and we did that in the Devils game. But, and, we but didn't then we kind of took it off tonight, and we're like, oh, Markstrom's having a, a good game, and yeah, Smith channeled, landing a few a few a few Patrick ones Law. that were a bit soft. But, I mean, again, you know, it's not like we were putting him in positions where he had to make an easy save. Yeah, but unfortunately, you could have played that game for another six hours and it still would have been the same result. Yeah. It's just that kind of game. Like, unfortunately, in the third period when we – it was like three minutes left and we pulled the goalie, I was like, no, it's not happening. They like, just didn't just look – they just didn't – they looked like they just wanted to go through the motions and call it Yeah. Day. I mean, you just you just put this in the loss column and just – Whatever, just move on. And it sucks because if you look at the results tonight, you know, a lot of Pacific teams are getting points. Uh, we're a Pacific team and we didn't get F- points. Fucking Oilers won. But <laughs> let me remind you that the Oilers, I, I haven't double-checked the standings, but before tonight they were second last in the league. They won tonight, so they have uh, to, yeah, they maybe, probably moved past what? Third last now. Arizona or something like they that? They fucking suck. <laughs> What's you know I, I I saw I saw on <laughs> Twitter, you saw this. Jason Strudwick was asking Edmonton Oilers fans, what what is the solution to the Oilers' woes right now? Tyler and I have solved this. So Jason Strudwick, if you're listening, Oilers organization, if you're st- if you're listening, another first overall pick, we solved it. We solved it. Oilers fans, get another first overall pick. It'll solve everything. We did it. We did it, Tyler. We and solved I th- I their woes, man. Can, I think if they can somehow trade like a, you know, a retired Andrew Ferenc for a Jack Eichel or an Austin Matthews because they're a little upset <laughs> that they didn't also get Eichel when they got McDavid. Oh, they're mad. Yeah, that year when they when they won first overall, they got McDavid, and then they also thought they were entitled to Eichel. It's just that kind of thing. Just that kind of you know, bullshit. It's, you're mentioning it when. About a week ago, when the Oilers were really in the dumps, and the Flames had won a few, an Oilers fan was justifying their poor performance by saying, you know, we soften up all the teams for Calgary. (laughs) (laughs) And then they they go play you. And uh, it's just the schedule that's really screwed us so far. So I, I think if we can add a second thing to the... You guys were like four First points overall ahead of pick. F- uh, it, it could be the Oilers create the NHL <laughs> schedule, up. where okay. every team comes in, plays. The Oilers have 82 games at home, and then they only play Arizona. Those 82 Do games. You losers just want another handout or what? Like what? What kind of fucking? I think that would be it. That? You know, if you what played Arizona away, 82 games, and maybe you throw in like a smattering of, who else is doing terrible this year? Well, Arizona, Philadelphia. No, Philly's not that Florida? bad. Florida? No, Philly's not that bad. Florida's okay. Um, actually, Carolina's now dropping quite hard. And we did get some flack from a listener about Car- uh, yeah, us saying Carolina. Yeah, I remember. Not, we're not going to get into it. I mean, we want listeners to listen, and we're all good with people saying what their opinions are. That's fine. But, you know, we made a point about how Carolina is not really a top – 15 team or whatever we said well they're not well they're not so they're third last in the east right now um they got 13 points and the other the other uh, team was dallas i did yeah. say dallas wasn't yeah. and you know what we were wrong about dallas i, think, I so still far. stand i don't think dallas is gonna make it okay i'm wrong about dallas because i think dallas is much better than i thought they would be but arizona is hands down the shittiest team in the league right now um six points that's fucking <laughs> shocking 
That's shocking. Who's second Florida, last? Florida, you're right. Oh, yeah, points. Florida. Uh, and Edmonton won tonight, so that brings them up to a whopping 13 points. I mean, Edmonton, you suck, and that's the s- fine. The sad part about that is, though, we only have 16. Fine, but we're not... We're also not full of generational draft picks. We, we try to develop our team. And you know what? It, and maybe we'll talk about this in another episode, but we actually don't have any overtime losses. We don't have the no. bullshit handout But points. we have a lot of games that go to... You know what? eight you, and seven. You, you know what? Right? It's good that you brought that up now because I remember in the New Jersey game, I was watching it on TV and Kelly Rudy comes on and says, okay, the third period start and you can see the teams have both slowed down. They're playing it trying to play it really smart, and that the tempo has been lower, right? And this is what happens when you have consistent East versus West teams, right? Both teams know, okay, if I get a point out of this game, it's really good, and then I can fight for it in overtime because these guys aren't competing with me for a playoff spot. And the way the and, and we're going to get into this more in depth in, in another podcast. There's just been too much going on tonight. But the way the point structure is structured in the NHL is – is, is, is complete bogus. This this phantom point that appears in overtime, and, and, I, and I really really want to talk about this more in depth, but t- we'll tonight's we'll not the right time. time. Yeah, we'll do next this, time. This phantom point that appears, and when you have these conference games, uh, even divisional games, where if you're playing some, someone from the central division, you know, these phantom points, it's, it's like, well, all of a sudden a game that's worth two points is now worth three. Um... I'm really not a fan of that, and, and I, I really don't understand why the NHL thinks that this this math adds up to... It doesn't add up. I, and and this, this, uh, this ROW stat, oh, you've won so many games in regulation versus... Well, how about if you give a team... Anyhow, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get into, into it, it like, later, but... We have a you, formula you can, for the NHL. I'm sure other people have noticed this, too, when non-divisional teams are playing or East versus West teams are playing. It's a, it's a different mindset from the team. Um, than it is when you have an intra-divisional game. Say Calgary-Vegas, Calgary-Edmonton, Calgary-Vancouver, Calgary-LA, Anaheim-San Jose, or Arizona, right? Anything like that is different, whereas if we're playing New Jersey, Philly, Washington, Pittsburgh, it's a very different outlook from the team. And... Yeah, I... It's just... We have our own kind of solution to this whole thing. Um, obviously, we have absolutely no influence whatsoever what the NHL does because, you know, frankly, the NHL sucks at what they do sometimes. <laughs> um, you know, you're only giving an organization for failing all kinds of fucking rewards. <laughs> and on top of that, you're giving an extra point for teams that lose. And I feel like this is a very millennial thing to do, and it's, it's really, really disappointing to give a fucking trophy to the last place team and then also to give a oh nice try point when you lose in overtime um that's just fucking stupid well i mean it's really dumb but there's a better way to do it and i think we should talk about yeah like i know you and i are itching to talk about it right now but let's not let's talk about briefly a couple more things that new jersey game saw a penalty shootout in the end sorry a shootout and also that was the game with two penalty shots. Yep. And <laughs> you know what I really liked about that game was that Smith poke check when the, the player from New Jersey would, who no one's ever heard of. No one's ever heard of 95% of these New Jersey players. Like, they still think Zach Parise plays Hall. for New Jersey. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, some people are still like, Camilleri, he's on New Jersey too, right? Camilleri, Parise, Taylor Hall. He's not. No, he's not. <laughs> but these guys, like, Wood came in. He's a young player. Smith just, like, it's like, I'm going for the poke check. And I remember watching this on TV thinking, like, what in the sweet fuck is this guy doing? And then, you know what? That's exactly what was going through Wood's head, too. Yeah. And he missed the shot. I was like, Completely. Didn't damn. Didn't he, like, kind you know, of that's gonna work. himself? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like, then, didn't he Smith was like, fucking uh, hack him after? No, he didn't. No, he, I he, think no. Seriously, Smith just kind of like poked him with a stick after going, "What the fuck are you uh, doing?" He would do something like that. But you know, but Mike Smith is our Ron Hextall man. He, He's he, just gonna do that stuff. He totally it. just mind gamed him out of that one. He was like, he hadn't even crossed the blue line yet, and Smith was like, "I'm going for the poke <laughs> check." And Wood Wood's thinking, "What is going on?" And then he can't focus. He lost his composure. And then I remember the commentator Rudy later saying on in that game, 
Drew Stafford was taking a penalty shot. It was like, Drew Stafford, veteran player, not going to fall for Mike Smith antics. I'm like, well, uh, earlier on in the game when it was a penalty shot, which is a, a little more important than a shootout shot, your New Jersey player did fall for it. So it worked mm-hmm. out for us well because, uh, A, mm-hmm. we won that NHL bogus two points in that game, and B, New Jersey went home with one. So, Yeah, New Jersey got rewarded for losing. But point that out. one more point on Smith, uh, and we talk about him a lot, probably because he's really good. But and he's so instrumental to, to us right now. Tonight, and exactly, it's not just his play. There was a TV timeout, and you know he called over Kulak, and there was a play that he didn't like or he thought that Kulak could do better, and he had, he had a talk with him. He's like, you know, hey, Brad, I think we could do these kinds of things. And you, these are the kinds of things you only see when you're at the game, but he called him over, he's talking to him, and you can see Kulak, like, giving that nod. He's like, I understand what you're saying. He's like, yeah, I can do it right. And, you know, just giving that veteran respect. And I really like that because it just, it's just another dimension of Smith's game that shows that he's engaged not only with what's going on in the ice, but improving his defender's play around him. And I think that kind of thing cascades up the team, and, and they we, all improve We from wouldn't that. have seen that with Elliot and – no Hiller and Ramo like I think and we mentioned that I think in our first episode is that although we weren't giving him we weren't giving Smith a great report card before the season started we were kind of worried about him because the preseason wasn't that great we did keep you know praising his uh competitiveness his uh, leadership abilities and those are the things that the Flames I think we're missing to some degrees like you know, our goalies were quiet and they just put their head down when they get goals against them last couple seasons and then they just sort of shut off. And I'm not saying – Gio's a good captain, but I think there's there's a lot of value in having a goalie that's got some good leadership skills too. Someone that sees the game Absolutely. from his perspective. Because he's, he's on the ice the whole time. He's seen the game from a, from a bird's, eyes, bird's eyes view, uh, so to speak, on the ice. He's seen the whole thing. And having a guy that's vocal and, and able to talk to the guys and, and kind of just give them some pointers or whatever, that's pretty big. You and can't I think, really put a value on that. I think, too, that, you know, when he came from Arizona, playing behind that, that team, which was by no means any good, he's keeping them in those games. Absolutely. He's keeping those games close, and he's winning them games. And then he's come to a team like Calgary that definitely has a solid defense. It's a solid team, and, you know, you can already see the kind of things that he's done, but... I, I just wish we didn't have to rely on him so much. We do have to get better um, overall as a team, um, a little more consistent too on the offense. And, yeah. Uh, and give him that support. Like we should use the Devils game as a measuring stick for our offense to be like, look, this is the game that you guys stepped up. You started scoring. Smith was playing average. And well, we needed you to do something. I mean, if you look at the games, Capitals, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, Vancouver – the Vancouver game is the last one you want to lose in regulation because oh God, that's a yeah. divisional game. Ex- exactly. And that's the game we lost, sadly. Like, Vancouver gained two point on us, but... Uh, well, we have to move on. Dust ourselves off on that. Saddle one. up. And as you say, oh, yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, Markstrom. Flames have four more games coming up. They have we Detroit have, at home. Yep. Uh, the Blues at home. And then the Red Wings away. And then the Flyers away. Right. What do you think? Well, um, I'm going to go with, uh, let's say, six. I think we'll beat the Red Wings and the Blues at home next two games. Those are the next two games. Um, I think we're going to have a hard time with the Wings. I, mean, I think we'll lose in overtime on the, against the Wings, and I think we'll lose in overtime against the Flyers. The Flyers are actually – Pretty decent. I think their goaltending surprise, surprise is is holding the back. I'm saying six, yeah. Do you say we're gonna lose both games in overtime away? Yeah. So you got that Red Wings. Doesn't work out though. No, you beat. Oh, I I hear what you're saying. I hear you. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, man. Sorry. Stay with Um, me here. Yeah, I'm got. I got. So I think we're gonna beat the Wings. I think we're gonna lose to St. Louis. Okay. Then I think we're gonna lose to Detroit, and I think we're gonna get. A win against Philly, so, so I four, three, three. Well, no. Oh, uh, overtime, overtime loss against Philly. Sorry. Oh, okay. Three. So you're at three. Okay. Sadly, I mean, I want to be so wrong. I want, I want to be. Uh, okay. I want to be wrong six, by five points. Jesus. Okay. Well, I hope I'm right. Yeah, I hope. I hope. Well, I hope, I hope I'm wrong. Both and wrong. They get, all, they get all eight. Them, but all of them wins. Okay, fine. 
Anyhow. Well, that's depressing. Thanks for that. <laughs> Horrible predictions by Tyler. <laughs> Fuck, man. Three, hey? Can't just say six all the time, you know? I didn't say six last time. I want to be wrong in I've the, in, in the fact good. that I'm wrong, but plus five. Yeah. Okay. Well, three. I don't want to be right in this case. Oh. I, I really think the Detroit game, we have to bounce back. I think Lack's going to play against Detroit. Yeah, maybe. And I think the St. Louis game is a tough game. They're playing really well. well St. Louis They're is playing a really, solid, really well. Solid team. Um, and then I think playing Detroit at, away after that, they're gonna want to. They we will will have beat them at home. They're they're probably gonna want to beat us. And that's and why they I, I'm thinking we're losing to them. And then Philly is we're gonna scrap out in overtime. We're gonna lose in overtime, or yeah. a shootout. Unless. No, the Flyers game will be the the big one. Is if Elliot lets in a real soft one early on. <laughs> of course, he won't against us. Well, there's no yeah, way. I was gonna get to that. Like, but the problem is he's playing the Flames, and he probably hates this organization right now. Not that it's our fault that he sucked, but he just probably has this. Of course, like, it's our fault, man. Guys. No one ever takes responsibility for their actions nowadays. No one. It's always someone else's fault. Yeah, Weinstein. <laughs> You're such a prick. <laughs> These fucking guys well, in Hollywood um, thinking they're just king shit and just fucking <laughs> touching women and fucking doing what they want to do. Hypocritical fucks. And then now they're getting caught. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back on the weekend to have a bit more. We'll talk about <clears throat> the arena. We'll talk about the Phantom Point. And we'll also talk about the Wings game because the Flames have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. They don't play again until the Monday. So they play mm-hmm. Detroit on the Thursday. They play on the Monday. We'll be here sometime on the weekend after uh, that uh, 10, 11 day hiatus, which hopefully you didn't like, but some of you probably did. Well, we had a message. Some some fans actually. But anyhow, really check try us. and check out that thing on Twitter because it's pretty cool. Oh, please do. Oh my goodness. Still not if trying you to can shame actually this person, find it. But God, are you it's just, horrible it's just, but doing that? The moral of the story is, you know, there are some really awesome Flames fans out there, and uh, we're 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 really proud to be proud of the Sea of Red. So we hope you are too. Looking forward to hearing any comments or questions that you have. We're on Twitter. You can send us that at FlamesFanCast or, or FlamesFanCast at gmail.com. Again, wherever you find your podcasts, if you're still listening to the end of this episode, you probably know where to find us already, but I just thought I'd put that in again. It's been a good time talking to you all tonight. I hope you have a fantastic week. We'll be back on the weekend. Take care. Good night. Bye-bye.